You're listening to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, episode 75, featuring special guest Paloma Garcia-Lee, current cast member of Moulin Rouge the Musical. Let's get started. What's up, everyone? This is Maggie Vera, and welcome to another episode of the Actor Aesthetic Podcast. If this is your first time joining us, then welcome. The Actor Aesthetic Podcast is produced every single week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at actoraesthetic.com slash podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Actor Aesthetic or join our Facebook group, The Actor Aesthetic Tribe. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get on to the show. Acting is a business, and in 2020, it's all about branding and marketing. Not quite sure how to market yourself just yet? Well, you're in good hands. My ebook, Marketing 101 for Actors, is officially launched, and I'm taking you step by step through the most important marketing strategies and branding techniques you need in order to succeed as an actor in 2020. I'm talking headshots, resumes, postcards, audition material, websites, and of course, social media. Go to actoraesthetic.com forward slash marketing to grab your copy today. Hey friends, it's Maggie. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of the Actor Aesthetic Podcast. I am just geeking out because this week's episode features the most brilliant and lovely Paloma Garcia Lee. Paloma is an actress and dancer currently starring in the Broadway production of Moulin Rouge the Musical. Other Broadway credits include Phantom of the Opera, Nice Work If You Can Get It, On the Town, Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812, and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. She's also appeared on television in Fosse Verdon. Paloma recently finished shooting for Steven Spielberg's West Side Story, where she plays Graziella. West Side Story is set for worldwide release in theaters December 18th, 2020. Without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy our exclusive chat backstage at Moulin Rouge the Musical. Well, thank you so much, Paloma, for joining me. Where are we today? Can you describe? We where are we in are? the bowels of the Al Hirschfeld Theater <laughs> in our amazing drummer Jared's little so drum cave, his yeah. soundproof drum cave. He lent us his drum cave yes. to do this podcast because thank you, Jared. because they have so at the end of your show, right? You have a bunch of confetti and stuff. Yep. And the only way that they can get rid of that confetti is, is with giant like <laughs> shop back snow blowers. And so it's really, really noisy everywhere in the theater. And mm. this is one of very few quiet spots we found. So mm. I'm grateful. <laughs> awesome. So Paloma, thank you so much for taking time out of your very, very busy schedule today. Yeah. I would love to start off by asking you where you grew up and oh. how you got involved in theater. Amazing. I um I was born very few people actually know this. I was mm-hmm. actually born in Edina, Minnesota. Oh. Um, and my parents, uh, who were in the theater, they were working at uh, the Guthrie in Minneapolis and yeah. Chanhassen Dinner Theater mm-hmm. up there. And so they were working there. They met um, and got married and had me hmm. uh, up in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they moved to Pennsylvania when I was probably like three. And um, they wanted to be close to New York so they could commute in, yeah. but still have a house and a yard. Um 
And Amen. so, yes, exactly. <laughs> I don't know what that's like, but I hear it's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I grew up from like three to 13 in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Mm. My mom owned a dance school there. So when they moved to Pennsylvania, she opened up a dance school. It's amazing. Well, it's more than a dance school. I mean, especially, you know, she was a Broadway performer. Yeah. And, uh, she really started this incredible training program. Back mm. then it was called Spirit Emotion Ballet Theater, but now it's the Pennsylvania School of the Performing Arts. And we had like, you know, everything. We had the most incredible training and she yeah. would always bring down all of her friends who were on Broadway. And so I trained there and started dancing like when I was three. Wow. And more so by just happenstance of like, I had to go to the studio because she was there anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, even when I was in, a, you know, <laughs> like a little like rocker, a little baby rocker. My mom would bring She me brought in. you. Yeah, it's a class yeah, with so her. Yeah, so you like grew up there basically. Oh yeah, like at the mm-hmm. bar, at her spot, I would just, she would like bring coloring books for me and I would just be with her while she was in class mm-hmm. or at the studio. And so I started dancing then. Um, I didn't necessarily love dance or anything. I actually, I was always drawn more to like character acting things that she was doing because she would do like full productions. Yeah. At the end of the year, it wasn't like a recital. We would do like, Annie or Peter Pan or like wow how lucky I never even hear of dance schools doing anything like that oh yeah I mean she would do full-fledged productions or like um a two-act piece where we would do like uh selections of Annie for act one and then Peter Pan for act two or she would tie her own story together by using musical theater pieces and she would Mm -hmm. have her friends come down and set the production numbers from the Broadway shows on us (laughs) so like um I remember her bringing down people from Peter Pan and we learned like the Broadway choreography to Uglewug and like oh, did that wow. in the show or things from Annie or all this stuff. So um, I trained, yeah, I trained there. Mm-hmm. And when I was probably like seven, um, I mean, I just didn't really love dance until I was older. It was mm-hmm. just such a thing that like my mom did. The family is a dance school. I'm there. Uh, I really wanted to be a horseback rider. Mm-hmm. So I horseback rode um, competitively when I was younger. I was a hunter jumper. <laughs> You know, it's, like, silly, but, like, Pennsylvania also takes horseback riding so seriously. Yeah. Um, but, like, from 7 to, like, 11, I, like, pretty seriously, like, horseback rode. Hmm. Um, and then when I was 11, I went away to my first summer program and uh, for ballet. And that is when I started to fall in love with dance. Wow. And I was like, oh, amazing. I really like this. I really want to pursue at that point it was kind of less about the acting and I was like I want to pursue a career in ballet Mm -hmm. um and then pretty much from like 11 to 15 was all about ballet like ballet 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 Mm -hmm. ballet and then what Um, how did your mindset switch from ballet to theater well at 14 I left home at 14 to go to boarding school so my mom had gone to North Carolina School of the Arts and that's where you went um, as well and that's where I went Mm -hmm. so I auditioned um when I was in eighth grade and I left for boarding school in ninth grade I was accepted into their ballet department Mm -hmm. um and I went to NCSA and I mean that was like a I mean like you know that's such a machine like churning out ballet dancers there and uh when I was there you know, it's a conservatory, so they have the different departments. And I always saw the drama students there. And I was like, I just thought they were, like, the coolest. <laughs> and they were always doing plays. I would always go see the drama shows. Mm-hmm. And that was really kind of sparking again in me that, like, fire from when I was little being yeah. like, oh, I love acting. Like, mm-hmm. I love acting. So I'd be doing all this ballet stuff, doing Nutcracker, doing all of this. But then I'd be, like, just immersing myself, like, watching the drama student shows oh, and wow. loving that. Um, and then we'll be hearing, actually, a lot about this this next year Mm -hmm. but um when I was in 10th grade they do an all-school musical there Mm -hmm. like at that point they were doing it like once a decade so it was like really rare and they were doing West Side Story Mm -hmm. and 
um, my mom has done West Side Story all over the world. That was like one of the many shows that like yeah. she really, really made a career doing. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so School of the Arts was doing West Side Story, and we were doing the original Jerome Robbins choreography, and they were bringing down people from New York. And the dean of drama at the time, Gerald Friedman, had worked on the original production in '57, and like was Arthur Lawrence and all of those people's wow. like assistants. So he was resetting. Like we were really doing a restaging of the original production of West Side Story. Wow. I auditioned. Um, and I was cast as Graziella, which is obviously mm. very, very full circle to what's happening yeah. this year. Uh, <laughs> and, but I was still in the ballet department, so I was doing this mm. kind of like juggling, and that program's so intense. You know, I had ballet at 8 a.m. every morning, and then you're like also going to school during the day, and then I was rehearsing West Side till like midnight at night. Yeah. And since it's an all school production, I mean, that was literally like I was in 10th grade, and mm. um, we all, in that production, we have Dane DeHaan, who's now like a movie star. Um, Wesley Taylor was in that wow. production. Um, Anna Wood. Uh, so many people who are now doing like crazy things in this world were in this production of West Side Story. Insane. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and that is what, like, doing that show changed everything for me. I think it was like the first time um, with a bit more maturity in my belt. I'm still saying this as like, you know, a 15 year old, 16 year old, <laughs> but a bit more maturity than when I was young doing yeah. Peter Pan and Annie and those sorts of things where I was like, oh, I love infusing like my work with character yeah, and like getting to have some lines and getting to like dig into this. And um, the school of drama there really started to like notice me as well. And they were like, you know, you really like, you're a really strong actress. Hmm. Have you ever thought about doing this? And I was kind of falling out of love with ballet and also realizing at that point, like I wasn't going, I remember we had these conferences, uh, you know, every semester and especially in a program like that, you know, you're graded on, yeah. you know, you're, it's like, they're really looking to get people in ballet companies. Yeah. You're graded. You have your meetings with your teachers. It's a very, very serious training program. And I remember one of my teachers just sitting me down and kind of being like, you're an amazing dancer and you're probably not going to be in a high profile ballet company. Mm. You know, if you want to maybe do some more contemporary ballet work, you should look into that. Right, or, right. you know, I don't have great turnout. I just don't. Yeah. And that affects the line so much. And you know, I'm thin, but I'm not, like, traditional ballet thin, and obviously the world is shifting a lot with that, but, you know, at this time, you know, I really wanted to be, I was like, I want to be an ABT, or I want to be in a company yeah. like that, and they were just like, listen, like, we just don't think this is really going to be a reality for you, so I was kind of like, take, I was falling out of love with it at the same time, so that was kind of like an extra universal push for me, yeah. hearing that from my teacher that, like, this isn't going to be the path. Um, and so I just like after doing Westside and we went to Chicago's Ravinia Festival that summer it was kind of this exceptional like the whole country came together to kind yeah. of support this like student slash professional version of the show mm -hmm. um, and after that everything changed and I, w I just completely had been bit by the acting bug by more of the musical theater bug but really was what I was falling for was acting yeah. um, and so that summer I actually ended up skipping my junior year there and uh, I auditioned for the School of Drama, and I was accepted, and I quit dancing entirely wow. and focused on acting my entire senior year. Hmm. Um, and that was crazy and driven by West Side Story, and now what I'm going through in my career now, it's so funny again that a production of West Side Story is like Incredible. changing my course again. It's like wow. the way that that show keeps coming up in my life is very, very special. But um. Yeah, so that's kind of like the young training. Yeah. You know, I was then, I was 17 at that point, and I graduated, and I moved to New York, and I started in Phantom at 17. I'm 
curious about like did you have support from your parents what was apartment hunting like what was that take me back to that time oh my gosh <laughs> well you know then if growing up in jersey like you know yeah. how you like come into the city a lot of yeah the you're kids, used to it right like you're used to it and mm-hmm. um prior to going to boarding school um i went to school very briefly um like until third grade and then mm-hmm. i was actually homeschooled mm-hmm. um by my parents and i would commute into the city sometimes to dance and my mom only like she would always be testing me she'd be like okay so we take the new jersey transit to where and i'd be like 34th street my grandpa would do this do yes. the same thing yeah, so she's like okay you. which subway are you taking yes like, do you know which one this is yeah yeah and being like you leave thank me. god he did well then that's the thing it is it's like this crazy preparation of being like she's like okay she would like test me we get off the train she'd be like i'm following you you know mm. and it's like at that point we'd be going up to steps mm. and so it's like you know to get on the one two three and get up to 72nd street and mm. all this stuff and um, if ever we were staying in the city when I was younger, we would stay on the Upper West Side. Okay. Um, at the Beacon Hotel. I just, like, remember that my whole entire <laughs> life that we'd stay at the Beacon Hotel. Because um, it was across from Steps, and my mom would always get, like, the rooms, like, that would oh. face Steps. And we would, like, watch the classes from our rooms. <laughs> you know, because at that point, too, when you're coming up to the city, like, mm-hmm. I'm amazed at the energy that we all have when we're younger. Like, I would take, like, four classes a day. What a crazy life. Like, what did, how did I have the... I don't know how I had the energy to do that. Um, anyway, I digress. Um, yeah, so I... My birthday's uh, at the end of April, uh-huh. and so I had, like, pretty much just turned... I was, like, two months into being 17 when I moved here. Wow. And uh, my mom and dad went apartment hunting with me, and mm-hmm. at 17, like, I mean, I have no credit. Nothing. I have you no, have like, like, when they're like, do you make 40 <laughs> times the rent? And you're like, Certainly I not. <laughs> don't do anything yet, because I'm 17. Uh-huh. Um, and so my parents helped me get an apartment, you know, and they were, Amazing. like, my guarantors or whatever Absolutely. it is. Mm-hmm. And I moved to 76th and Central Park West, which mm-hmm. was really, really, really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I got this, like, and I think we found it on Craigslist. <gasps> Actually, we did not, I know, um, Whoa. I think we ended up, we did have to pay a broker's fee, because sometimes you just cannot get out of that. Oh, yeah. But we found the listing on Craigslist for this little studio apartment. Oh, wow. In this, like, it was, like, right on the corner of 76th and Central uh-huh. Park West. And um, it had a little loft in it, and it had this tiny little balcony off the back. And it was like, it had a fireplace. It was beautiful. It was perfect, perfect and it was expensive. Mm. And I remember my parents telling me, like, you know, you're going to have to get a job. And, you know, you're going to have to figure this out, and you need to be auditioning, and you need to be working. Mm. And, you know, they were like, we'll help supplement. Sure. rent if you need it but we're not going to pay your rent for you so when you first got here did you end up having to get a job a survival job quote yeah. unquote, or did you have or did you just go straight to phantom i um i got a survival job mm-hmm. i applied to lululemon so this was 2008 yes. i moved here in 2008 <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and i applied to lululemon mm-hmm. and you have to be 18 to work there and i lied on my application <laughs> Uh, I lied on every work application. Oh. As you should. As um, you should. <laughs> uh, you know, and I was, because I was just really hungry and, like, ready. Yeah. And I had been at boarding school. I was like, I know how to live on my own. I'm going to make this happen, whatever. So I, like, fudged on my paperwork. Mm-hmm. And um, I did my interview, and I was hired. And I was, like, working at Lululemon all the time while trying, you know, and at yep. that point, I'm non-union. Mm-hmm. And that was the waking I'm waking up at 6 in the morning, and I'm going every to day. every audition. But I moved to the city I mean, I, I moved here wanting to do plays. I just graduated from wow. acting school. Okay. Like, I I didn't have an agent, and I was literally going to, like, you know, anything I could at equity to be seen for a play, to be seen for Romeo and Juliet, to be seen right. for a Shakespeare festival, to be seen for... I remember going to these, like, acting auditions down at, like, the Row Studios on 42nd Street when they were there, down in, like, that yep. basement. Um and reading for plays. I really wanted to be on TV. I really mm-hmm. wanted to be in movies. 
Um, and I just like didn't know how to make it happen. So I was just trying to be seen for anything, hoping it would lead me to that. So I ended up, um, they were doing the West Side Revival at the time Mm -hmm. and I was auditioning for that because I was like, oh, well, I just did a West Side Story. Like maybe this could be the way in. Um, and then I could find an agent and then audition for plays. I actually made it really, really far for Graziella for that. And then I ended up not getting it and I was like crushed. It's like, luckily I grew up in like an artistic family, so I was so prepped for the rejection of it. Oh yeah. And I was just like, okay, okay. I got Mm -hmm. it. I got it. Um, and I auditioned for Phantom. It was actually one of my first auditions in the city and I had never seen Phantom, nor could I have told you what Phantom was about. (laughs) I just knew it had been on Broadway for forever. And so I assumed it was like Chicago. I was like, oh, this is going to be like fishnets. and Oh, my sexy. Oh, so sexy. (laughs) Like, that's just what the show's going to be. It's just like Chicago. Like, I don't know. And I showed up to that audition and, um... They were seeing uh, non-equity that day, yeah. and I ended up borrowing a friend's point shoes yeah, because, they... like, I didn't even like. I mean, first off, I didn't know what the show was, uh-huh. and second off, I had not been dancing for yeah. the last year. I had been. Whoa, that must have been crazy, acting. especially on point. Yeah, and then it's on point, and I'm like, well, I've like done that. Yeah, like, I can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I auditioned. I made it through the whole day, and I was like. You know, you're just not thinking anything of it. You're auditioning, like, so much. You're just, like... You do not think of the yeah, like, like, you don't even remember what you did the day before. No. You just keep going. You just, yeah, you just mm-hmm. keep going. And so I made it all the way through the day, and they, like, kept me to sing. And, like, I don't yeah. read sheet music. And <laughs> but I just remember, like, David Lye, like, plucking out the song to me in the room and me being, like, okay, like, I'll sing this thing for you. Um, and then I left, and I didn't think anything of it. And they were, like, at the top of the call, they were, like, we're not, you know, Phantom's, like, never really hiring. Yeah, they're always just looking for replacements. They were just, like, great, thanks so much. And yeah. I didn't think I didn't have an agent so I didn't think anything of anything I was just yeah. like great uh, kept working at Lululemon kept just like hustling uh-huh. and um, throughout that summer you know I was taking a ton of class and all of this stuff and then in the early fall uh, my phone just like rang one morning and it was our dance supervisor from Phantom and she was like wow we have a position and it's an immediate hire and can you like I literally got the call that morning like out of the blue you know what I mean you're like yeah, like yeah, now yeah. if it were if it were 2020 the phone would be like scam likely mm-hmm. you know what I mean you're mm-hmm. like who's this number <laughs> like robocall yeah full robocall mm-hmm. and um that day I had my wig fitting I signed my contract oh I watched the show that night I started rehearsal the next day and I was performing on Broadway four and you were later. probably you were still 17 yeah yeah I made my debut at 17 incredible yeah but it was like such a world like I had gotten <laughs> that call and I was performing on Broadway within the same week because wow. it was like an immediate replacement. A girl had broken her foot. Yeah. And so they were like, we need you here. And they were like, you're going to be covering Meg. And I was like, who's Meg? And they're like, Meg's <laughs> that song you sang for. It's a principal role. You know, we're going to start rehearsing. Like, we're going to get you into this track. And then you're going to immediately start rehearsals for Meg. And I was literally like, what is What? Now, what, what was it like going into a show that obviously had been running for a 21 long years. time? 21 right. and years. And it was running longer than you were even born. Yes. So, like... What was that like walking into that experience with people who had probably been in the show for 21 years since that beginning? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was um, it was such a whirlwind. <laughs> like really, like I haven't you I actually out. haven't talked about this in a really long time. It was such a whirlwind. Yeah, learning the show and you're just like, what is happening? And like, I'm ba- I'm now I'm in point shoes all the time again. And, and like, how did this happen? Mm-hmm. This is not what I moved to. The, I quit dancing. How funny. How crazy. And now I'm like learning. You know, I have to learn an entire show of music and. Yeah. 
all of this stuff. Um, and yeah, a fair amount of people had been there. The show was celebrating 21 years. Yeah. Um, just a few months after I joined, and a bunch of people had been there that whole time. Mm-hmm. And it was like a show of vets too. Like other than and even the ballet ensemble, like those people have been in New York City Ballet and ABT, and like here comes this like 17 year old kid who like quit <laughs> dance a year ago, was never in a ballet company, and was like, okay, well, I guess this is what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was I, me, and um. I'm the youngest person ever hired for the production, which is, like, nuts. Mm -hmm. Um, Me and Polly Baird were both hired uh, when we were 17 for it. Mm. Um, Yeah, it was just really green, and it taught me the ropes. I mean, everyone there, because, like, they were, like, cool, you're making your Broadway debut. Here's how to do it. Here's how to do it, and also, like, congrats, and here's how to be a professional. And, you know, I learned so much. I carry those lessons that I learned, especially in that female dressing room um, with me to this day. Mm -hmm. Like, I just remember, like walking in some days and the girls like very kindly to me being like hey like when you enter a dressing room you have to like read the room and like right you're walking into an energy that's already been established or if there's conversations going on don't just like walk in and start talking about your day yep. or like and at the time you're like oh okay but now I'm like oh my gosh that's like the most valuable advice it I've is ever it's been the same given. thing that it's like walking into an audition room like you have to read the room you yeah. can't just walk in and say hey what's up like it's very yeah. shocking oh yeah and like learning how to um you know interact like yeah just like be a part of a group be a part of a show and especially like you're the machine's already running and when you join as a replacement like you are replacing a part in the machine and so really I think for my debut understanding that was a real valuable lesson Mm -hmm. um yeah and fandom is so special I mean like that show you know what that was 12 years ago now that I made my Broadway debut, which is crazy. And I have gone back to Phantom. That has been the gift that keeps on giving. Mm-hmm. I have gone back to Phantom in between every Broadway show I have done. Wow. I mean, even last year when I was filming Fosse Burden, mm-hmm. we had a two-week uh, holiday hiatus while we were filming, and I went back to Phantom for those two weeks. Wow. And, like, it's that show has been such a gift yeah. for me. Like, I'm just so grateful for it. So you've been going back to Phantom as a vacation swing, Mm -hmm. I imagine. So, and you've swung a couple of times now. Yes. So speaking of well-oiled machines and, like, just jumping into opportunities like that and making sure that the machine keeps going. Yeah. Have you learned anything about swinging that you think is really valuable for people to know that are going into this and maybe thinking about swinging shows? Oh, yeah. Well, and, like, I've really run the gamut with swinging because, like, I was hired for Phantom as, I was hired initially as a medical replacement vacation swing. Wow. And so at that point, that meant I was going to be in the Broadway production for eight months. Wow. Turned into me doing Phantom four years straight, <laughs> which is, and playing Meg full time. I, hmm. they had to wait for me because I was, I was hired when I was 17 and they waited for me to turn 18 and I left for the tour on my 18th birthday. Ah, so you didn't need like a guardian or Yes, a exactly. Mm-hmm. So I didn't need a chaperone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was, I was on stage eight times a week. So yeah. that's how that company structures that is. So I was hired okay. to replace a medical leave and I was in her track the whole time. Um, and then when I went out on the tour, I replaced a track and then I replaced as Meg full time okay. out there. And then I came back in a different track. Um, but so I had vacation swung in that capacity um, when I went into Nice Work, if you can get it, I was hired initially as a swing. I only stayed a swing for two weeks there before and I replaced an onstage track. Gotcha. I swung the entire run of On the Town, mm-hmm. um, and I swung Great Comet. And I swung in Dance Captain On the Town, and I swung in Dance Captain Great Comet. Mm-hmm. So I've really run the gamut yeah, of, have. like, vacation swing, swing no dance captain, swing and dance captain. Mm-hmm. Um, at Nice Work, I swung. At Phantom, it's six tracks. 
nice work I think with six I only end I was it was two weeks so I learned one track and went on for one track before I replaced <laughs> um on the town I swung 11 tracks and at Comet wow. I swung 19 wow 19 tracks it was 19 crazy. what was your experience like like taking notes for that and like how oh do gosh. you how do you work with that um I do you learn by doing? Do you learn like I am you, a visual, like visual. I have a photographic memory. Wow. I have just like I can very see, handy. Yes. Very <laughs> handy for that. Yeah. And I can just kind of like see the big picture. Um I think swinging while dance captaining is much easier because you understand the global yeah. nature of everything. So then you can be like, I know exactly how this person interacts with the That's entire show because I know the whole show. Yeah. From the top down. Um, you know, I think for people to just like I think swinging is um, really misunderstood. Um, I think it's deeply misunderstood, and I'm going to go as far to say as I think it's looked down on sometimes. Not within, not within the professional world itself. Yeah. But I remember people saying to me, being like, "Oh, well, like someday you'll be on stage eight times a week," or like, "Oh, they're mm-hmm. just putting you through your paces, getting you ready." When and it's like this real thing where like someday you'll be kind of this opinion, like someday you'll be good enough to be on stage, and you're like, you don't understand what the job is. No. Like, Sometimes it's harder. It's oh, I think all of the time it's harder than yes. than playing a lead and leading a show oh. every day. I think it's way harder. Swinging is, I think, dance captain swing and swinging are and standbys are the hardest working people Absolutely. on Broadway. The hardest working people in the industry. Absolutely. Um, having to be ready at any time to do anything. Um, that requires the strongest, most versatile people. That requires the most vocally versatile people. Mm-hmm. You have to swing the soprano, alto. Every, you have to know everything that everyone does and be ready to do it as well as they do Yeah. in no time. Yeah. Um, so I just hope people, I hope there continues to be more exposure um, for kind of like the magic that is swinging, the magic mm-hmm. that is dance captaining. Um, I personally, the relationships I have made with Sam Pinkleton and Josh Burgos, who I've dance captain mm-hmm. for, um, I wouldn't have made those relationships if I weren't their dance captain. Yep. You get to get this like intimate relationship with a choreographer and understand why they've created what they've created, and then you get to uphold it for them, and yeah. that's um, a beautiful responsibility. I think it's really cool. Hmm. Um, that said, the like stress and the responsibility and the every, every time your phone buzzes, mm-hmm. you're like... I'm either on for something or I need to arrange a rehearsal or I need right. to help who's going on for something. Right. Or, and um, oh my God. some people love that. Some people love, 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 love it. Yeah. Um, I personally, it interferes a little too much with my life. Mm-hmm. And so I had to put that down. And yeah. so those days, my swinging days are behind me. My dance captaining <laughs> days are behind me. Um, but I am a better human. I'm a, I'm a better human and a better performer because of... Because of it. Yeah, and also, like, I became, you know, in Charlie, I had my own track eight mm-hmm. times a week, and I covered Veruca, and then here at Moulin Rouge, I have my own track, and I don't cover, mm-hmm. and I understand how I fit in the machine yes. because of dance captaining. Yeah. You know, I completely understand my place, my role, my purpose um, in every moment, and I think it's because of that. Yeah, so. because you're able to see the full picture. Yeah. And you've been trained to do so. Yeah, yeah. and I have such respect for the full picture. Yeah. Like, you know prior to especially prior to dance captaining or prior to swinging you're like (laughs) me and like this thing that I'm doing over here must be the most important thing happening at this moment and then you like understand how you fit especially in an ensemble how you fit then the responsibility of everyone and that like everyone has to be giving 100% for the thing to move forward and um yeah 
Well, speaking of doing a million things at once. Oh, my God. Um, I literally should have, like, a badge of that. I, I really think try you're, and do you're all the so things. good at it, but it <laughs> makes you crazy, right? Yes. Oh, I know that yes. life. Um, so I think at one, correct me if I'm wrong, but at one point you were filming for West Side and also in rehearsals for Moulin Rouge, or were you in tech? What were you doing? <laughs> How? Why? Tell me. Tell me it all. <laughs> There were multiple points last year. There were times where I was... Okay. How many breakdowns were there? I'm just curious. Well, I mean, it was just... I, first off, like, my human is just the type... Any You could ask anyone in this building. Yeah. Like, I love doing 50 things at once. Oh, I yeah. love it. I feel... Like, it's when I feel the most me. Mm-hmm. It's actually when I feel the most calm. I love a schedule. Mm. I love just, like... I love appointments. I love... <laughs> The structure of it. I just love... And also just, like, I'm so inspired, especially when I'm up to, like, really cool projects. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, I couldn't imagine... It's everything I've always wanted. So, and that's that's hmm. never lost on me um, on those days. So I think there was there, there was a point where I was filming Fosse in Phantom oh, yeah. and doing pre-pro for Moulin Rouge. There, were, there was that combo going on. I didn't even know about that. Yeah, that combo was really epic. So it was, like, I had, like, gone back to Phantom... <laughs> And like, doing two different shows, mind yeah. you. Yeah, and so I was, yeah, filming. doing pre-pro for Moulin Rouge. Wow. I was in Phantom, and then having to take... I was only back at Phantom for those, like, two or three weeks. Yeah. And two of those weeks for the Fosse hiatus. And then that other week, I was also having to, like, miss Phantom to go film. So, like, that combo was happening last year. And then the, the utter chaos that was <laughs> rehearsing West Side Story. Oh, my God. And filming West Side Story and opening Moulinage on Broadway. Those were, those completely overlapped. Wow. Um, wow. It was unbelievable, and I have such immense gratitude to the producers and the creative team of Moulin Rouge right. for making that happen for me, mm-hmm. because they didn't have to, and it wasn't easy, mm-hmm. and um, it made their lives really difficult, mm-hmm. and they couldn't have been more supportive of me. And that's I am, amazing. I just will thank them for the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, you know, I went to them. I found out I got West Side very early. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially with the role and everything. Um, and I immediately sent an email to our producers and creative team being like, I have the opportunity to spend my summer with Steven Spielberg yep. every day. And I can't even process what that means yet. <laughs> but... I, and I've also, like, I mean, this month, March 2020 now, uh-huh. where we are, um, I, this is my three-year anniversary working on Moulin Rouge. I've been with Sonia since she auditioned to be the choreographer. Wow. For this. Um, oh. Yeah, a few of us here did her, like, choreography yeah. workshop uh-huh. uh, initially for it. And so at that point, I had been out of town with Moulin Rouge. I had been on the journey with the show, and the thought of not seeing it through to kind of this, like, final stage of opening on Broadway Um, was a devastating thought. So I have these, like, two... I mean, like, talk about first-world problems. I literally have, like, a major role in a feature film and, you know, my sixth Broadway show, the one I've put the most blood, sweat, and tears into um, happening at the exact same moment. And so they were awesome. And I literally... This summer, I was in and out of... I was pretty much like alternating weeks wow i'd come and do like moulin rouge for a week and then i'd go film for a week and then i'd be back for two weeks and then i'd go film for a week and then i'd be you know we filmed you know three weeks at one point so then i was away i missed first preview Hmm. um 
my dear friend Caitlin Mesh, who's so talented and so wonderful, was hired, um, which also was really cool that one yeah. of my dearest friends was hired to come in. That's amazing. Um, and help and do my track while I was away. Um, but she got to do first preview, and I missed most of previews. Hmm. I was able to come back. I opened the show. I left two weeks later to go film again. And I literally was off and on from May until the end of September. Wow. And it was madness. Absolute madness. And keeping myself um, sane. Yeah. I want to ask you about that. Like, what were you doing on your very little off time? Like, how are you keeping yourself together and focus because listen I know that you thrive off of that right yeah I do too I love having multiple things to do yeah but like what were you doing to keep yourself sane I was just literally holding on like yeah. when I tell you I was just holding on yeah because uh I couldn't uh, you know, and this and this year we'll hear a lot more about it. Mm -hmm. um, West Side Story has changed my entire life as mm -hmm. a human, personally, professionally, everything. And like, I just couldn't believe that I was getting to do both. Yeah. That it was, I was on such a like joy ride those like five six months. Yeah. It was literally, I could have slept ten minutes a night and gotten through the summer. Like, yeah. I was on such a like every second. I just kept being like, am I? remembering enough I was journaling like crazy yeah. I was taking so many pictures of whatever I could to just be like I want to remember every second of this yeah um god when you have a job and you love it I mean it's not a job anymore it's just and then when you have two jobs that you, <laughs> that are, you just, are just floored by yeah, yeah. like it was just incredible yeah. hmm. um but I also, like, when we wrapped Westside and finished that, mm -hmm. um, I probably should have taken a vacation yeah. right then because the crash was really hard. Yeah. Coming out of that kind of high yeah. and then slamming into eight shows a week, which yeah. is so hard in and of itself, but coming out of literally, you know, filming a movie is crazy hard, mm -hmm. you know, and those aren't, like, two-show days. Those no. are, like... The 19 hours. hours. Yeah. Um, 19 hour days and like starting at the crack of dawn and then mm -hmm. like literally just shutting your eyes, waking up, starting at the crack of dawn again. So um, I was really tired this fall. Yeah. You know? And I mean, it's March now and I still feel like I'm kind of getting my feet back under me <laughs> from that, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. Because then, like, you know, we wrapped the end of September for uh, West Side and then we're coming back into, I pretty much had October. Yeah. And then we're into the holiday schedule. Wow. Yeah, and then we're right into, like, madness holiday schedule. Wow. And so it's, like, you know, and, like, so many, like, um, schedule changes, multiple weeks without days off, mm -hmm. um, and then coming out of that, and we've been prepping for, you know, we haven't even gone to the Tonys the yet. the Tonys! Like, ah! I literally, I am on a marathon. This <laughs> year has been a marathon year. Um, you know, while I'm trying to make huge career changes for myself, too, so, like, there have yeah. been weeks... Um, recently a few weeks ago mm -hmm. I did 18 hours of acting class <laughs> one week on top of my eight show week on top of you know it's like it's just like oh, I just am continuing to run and you know putting that work in yeah, now that. though is really important because you're gonna see it and you already are seeing it come to fruition so that's pretty 
Yeah, while trying to seek balance of, like, how do I take care of myself? How do I take care of my body? How do I nourish myself and get enough rest that I can do all the things? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just coming back from a terrible bout of the flu, Mm. um, which knocked me out for, like, five days. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just, like, trying to keep... Forces you to slow down. Yeah. Wow. Try to keep finding that balance. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, it's been a marathon. (laughs) And, you know, thinking that we're just about to start ramping up for the Tonys. And then on top of that, like... We haven't even seen the biggest chapter of West Side Story yet. Yeah, yeah we filmed it, yeah. but like, there's a whole, there's a press tour. There's, you know, like we have the entire run of that coming up. You have a lot to come as well. So it's kind mm-hmm. of this. Um, I have like the teeniest eye of the storm, uh, March, <laughs> April. <laughs> okay, but not even that. We're doing so many things here at Moulin Rouge, mm. and then. Um, but isn't that the joy? That's like the joy it really of it all. Is. Like, it really is. Just dreaming and. Yeah, like, literally, it's a joke. Like, I'll sleep when I'm dead. But, like, literally, I'll sleep when I'm dead. You know what I mean? So, like, send Pedialyte. If anyone's listening, just, like, send some Pedialyte to the Please send IV. Please send fluids. Thank you. Aw. Okay, well, then, besides performing, I mean, performing has truly been your life since you came to New York. Um, But besides performing, what else brings you joy? I want to know your answer on this one. I, um... So, uh, I recently moved out to Brooklyn mm-hmm. and I've been in Manhattan for 12 years. Mm-hmm. So I moved out to Brooklyn and in Prospect Park, um, I horseback ride. Oh. And so I'm able to kind of tie in this thing that I did as a kid and that I yeah. really love. I love animals. Yeah. I love animals. I have a dog. I grew up with dogs, grew up horseback riding. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I am horseback riding out there and that brings me a ton of joy. And that's mm-hmm. like when I'm able to fit that in my schedule for a little while I was trying to ride twice a week and that just got difficult because yeah. it's like a three hour chunk of time to get like a lesson in and spend time grooming and hmm. all of that but um that's like a beautiful thing to give myself like I love horseback riding um I love doing archery, archery. and so I do archery out in Brooklyn what? <laughs> yeah who um, knew Brooklyn <laughs> come <you> on <laughs> <laughs> These are just things, like, I remember doing archery as a kid, too, but, like, you know, like, backyard archery. Yeah. Like, my dad had bought me a pretty cool compound bow when I was a kid, mm. and I got, like, pretty into it. Wow. Um, so, yeah, like, if I ever need to go, and, like, that's something I can do if I have an hour. Yeah. You know, and I'll go, and I'll rent a lane, and I'll just, like, shoot yeah. some arrows. And that's so cool. Yeah, I, it's very, um, that's very zen for me. Yeah. That's a place where I can really turn off my mind. Yeah. And just, like, focus on the target and focus on what I'm working on. Um, so I love those things. Um, I'm exploring the city in a new way. Okay. Like, 12 years later, I feel like I'm a bit of a tourist in my own city. Um, yeah. And just, like, soaking in New York in a new way. So that's been really lovely, especially with the weather getting nice. Mm-hmm. Like, if I have an hour or two, I'll just, like, walk mm-hmm. and see the city. And I've spent so much of my life in midtown Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, exploring Brooklyn, exploring the Lower East Side, exploring Harlem, exploring these new neighborhoods that mm-hmm. I haven't before. So those are kind of my little non like you said like my life especially growing up yeah in a performing family like I don't know many people I probably can count on my hands how many people that I know who aren't in the performing arts yep and so most of my joy truly comes from like when I'm with my family it's helping out at the dance school yeah like everything is always about this mm-hmm. um and so much of my joy right now like I'm really focusing on this transition to film and tv that's amazing and um refocusing in on acting again yeah so so much of my time right now is spent in acting class in on camera class mm-hmm. um so it's like rare that I carve out time to like go shoot 
that's some pretty arrows cool. or go horseback riding. Yeah, because there's or... nothing wrong with loving. I mean, geez, we love performing. That's why we do this. Yeah. You know, there's nothing wrong in loving, and especially in the transition that you want to make into more film and TV stuff. But yeah. it always just centers you in a way that you never imagine when you do other things like horseback. I mean, I've never gone horseback riding, but I can oh only gosh, imagine. Oh my god. But that's so cool. I mean, living out in Brooklyn now, which is like funny because now you're on the other side of Manhattan where you were living in Pennsylvania. Yeah. So now you're on the other side where you're able to in a way get out of like, you know, escape for a little bit. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. And there's something to be said about that and something also to be said that like I really lived in like the center of it all. Yeah. Like I've always lived like two stops from the theater. Yeah. You know? And the many, like, the Imperial I worked at twice. And, like, I've always had mm-hmm. like, two stops from these, like, landmark places that I've been in. So now it's, like, you know, I wanted to go somewhere where I had a little more space. Yeah. A little more air. Yeah. And um, it's interesting. It's just interesting how we transition and move through our careers. Like, I very much feel right now, which is, like, people have been, like, laughing at me when I say this. <laughs> but, like, I feel like I'm at the very, very, very start of my career right now. Mm. I'm 28. And, mm. um... It's I'm, when I like stop. I get emotional when I stop and think about what I have done the last yeah. twelve years because it's just like, you know, I speak about this a lot, especially on my social media. But like, the process is the point. Like these like end goals that we put for ourselves, right? Like I want to be on Broadway. Well, then you get you then you do it. Yeah. And you are on Broadway. And then what's next? Yeah. So you want to do another Broadway show? Well, then you get it. But, like, we spend most of our time in this kind of process in between those things. Yeah. Working towards the next goals, working towards those things. So when people are like, oh, you've had an amazing career. And I'm just like. Okay, well. Well, there's, like, so much I want to do now. I know. <laughs> like, there's so many goals I have now and all these yeah. new dreams and all these new ideas and things. And so it's, like, it's interesting to look back. And um, I have such gratitude and appreciation. Oh, my gosh. For what I have done. But, like. Mm-hmm my eyes are just, You're just like getting started. forward mm-hmm. yeah I'm like I'm j- I feel like literally right now I am just and that's starting. a great place to be yeah yeah, yeah I don't know huh mm-hmm. that's awesome okay well we only have time for one more question okay. so my last question for you is what advice would you give young performers looking mm-hmm. to pursue a career in this industry oh my gosh yeah I could talk about all of this for like ever because I'm, oh, so, I'm so passionate about it yeah. like I care so much. I don't think there's any point in knowing anything if you don't share it with others, mm-hmm. like in any way, shape, or form, and especially like people who are wanting to go into the arts or Broadway or film and TV or any of it. Um, I think it kind of wraps around to what I was just saying about like, it's about the process. And we just put these these goals for it. It's great to have goals, always have goals, always have dreams, always be manifesting these things that you want. But like, love class yeah love asking questions um love not being the best in your class yeah like surround yourself with people who are better than you at what you want to do and the moment you start feeling like "Mm, I'm the best one in my dance class or I'm the best one here get in a new class where you're not yes and love that feeling yeah um love the growth love when it's frustrating (laughs) love um Mm. fall in love with no like the universe will surprise you in so many ways of how you get to where you want to go because we grip so tightly to like, (laughs) I'm going to do this, then this, then this, and this is my path I'm going to do. And we grip that so tightly, but like it can be better and cooler. The scenic (laughs) route that you didn't plan for yourself. Yeah. I mean, I'm literally sitting here. Like I didn't move to New York intending to do six Broadway shows. No. 
and I'm so grateful that I have. Yeah. And I would have never, like, if you told 17-year-old Paloma <laughs> you're going to do six Broadway shows and you're going to be dancing in the ensemble, she'd be like, but I want to do plays. <laughs> but I want to be on TV. And I, w- I, w- I would tell her, little her who wants to do this, uh-huh. I'd be like, girl, it's all going to happen for you. Yeah. But just trust the process, and it's going to happen in a way that, like, you can't even fathom how cool it's going to be. <laughs> and the people you're going to meet along the way and the opportunities gonna, that you're going to have and the rooms mm-hmm. you're going to find yourself in you actually can't even comprehend it so like just allow just like it. focus on the work and yeah. then trust that it's coming hmm. like just fall in love with the work and class and asking questions and being curious and don't don't know too much yeah you know you don't have to know everything yeah and you change as a person um your desires change um what you want to focus on changes so just like enjoy be like relentless yeah and like don't let anyone tell you no and (laughs) like yeah be relentless towards what you love and working for what you love but then from there just like allow and trust I love that that's very inspiring you know I say that to people who want to I want to go into doing this but I'm also like saying that to myself and I think that's such like a good reminder that like we are always beginners we are always looking we're always learning yeah and that's Always such learning. a cool place to be. The moment you're like, ooh, I know how this goes. Well, like, life will show you so fast that you don't. Yep. First off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you can just continue to be curious, I think we discover things about ourselves that are, like, just amazing. Amazing things that we wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah. So I think that's kind of what I would say. Long-winded, but <laughs> so am I. So... <laughs> <laughs> oh man well thank you Paloma so much for this I yeah. really really appreciate that yeah thank, thank you. you this is awesome <laughs> if you've enjoyed today's episode and you found it helpful I would love it if you could screenshot it tag at actor aesthetic and share it to your Instagram stories so that I can see who is following along with me there. If you haven't already, please be sure to rate and review the podcast on iTunes and also hit that subscribe button so that you can join me every single week for a brand new episode of the actor aesthetic podcast. Until then, this is Maggie Barra signing off. It takes a village. I'll see you next week.